Good evening, LCM. Good evening. Tonight is Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. And man, can I tell you guys what a privilege it is to preach for my brother Marlon Sosa. Man, I can feel, I can feel the fire, the fuegos of God right now. Church. Really, she's all my brother. Oh man, we're going we're gonna to have fun up here. Church, we're literally only four days removed from our Sunday service. And what an amazing word we received on Sunday from our pastors, right? Piercing effect. Man, if you guys, if you guys been wrestling and thinking and listened twice over the, that sermon, man, we know we have. Yes. Have you been engaging with what the Lord's giving us? Are you allowing the, Lord, the word of the Lord to pierce your very soul? That's what we're aiming for tonight. Applying the word for us, to us first before we can apply it to others. Ministering to us first before we can minister to others. Amen. Amen. Church, Marlon and I, we have been pierced. We are being pierced currently right now. And we will be pierced by God's work. And somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. In fact, this word that we have for you guys tonight, this sermon is as a result of the piercing that has been taking place in our lives. Can we share a scripture with you guys that we, we've been wrestling with and toiling with in like the last 24 hours? You guys ready? Okay, open up your Bibles. Let's head to the Newer Testament. Let's go to Acts 13, starting on verse 13. It's a piercing word when you get there. Yes. From, past, from uh, Paphos, Paul and his companions sailed to Perga in Pamphylia, where John left them to return to Jerusalem. From Perga, they went on to Pisilidian and Antioch, nail it. On the, on the Sabbath, they entered the synagogue and sat down. After, after the reading from the law and the prophet, the synagogue ruler sent, uh, sent word to them saying, Brothers, if you have a message of encouragement for the people, please speak. Standing up, Paul uh, uh, mo uh, motioned with his hand and said, Men of Israel and you Gentiles who worship God, listen to me. Okay, you guys have read this passage before, right? But let's engage with this passage. Let's have the illusion of the first time, right? Imagine yourself right now presently in Acts chapter 13 watching this play out, right? Paul and his brothers, they arrive to, to this synagogue. It's Sabbath. They sit down not drawing any attention to themselves, just like you're sitting here today, drawing no attention to themselves. It says the law and the prophets was being read. And afterwards, the synagogue rulers sent a message to them saying, brothers, if you have a message of encouragement to the people, please speak. Does it sound like they're being forced? No, does it say, hey, Paul and, you know, and, and Silas, you guys must speak right now. Does, do you get that from the message? No. It says, if you have a message, if you have a word of encouragement, and how does Paul respond? How does he respond? He stands up. He doesn't, he doesn't raise his hand. He doesn't say, yes, I do have a word of encouragement. He stands up. So let's watch this play out. Paul's sitting there 
in the synagogue. He's listening like everybody else. He hears the, the law and the prophets, and then he gets a message from the synagogue rulers. So whether that looks like, hey, brother, they sent somebody to him. Hey, brother, do you have a word of encouragement? Or maybe they called him out in front of everybody. So imagine sitting there with Paul as this is taking place. Brother, do you have a word of encouragement? Do you have a word of encouragement, JJ? He stands up and starts preaching. He stands up, starts motioning with his hands, and starts to preach. Church, we have to engage with this. This is what the Lord is doing inside of us. This is what we've been wrestling with. How is it that Paul can go from a casual observer in a synagogue, in a congregation, to preaching an amazing word of encouragement? Pick it up in verse 16. He starts preaching and then preaches for the next 25 verses. Where's the preparation time? When did he have time to go in the corner and pray for six hours? You don't see this. There's no lag time. There's no delay. There's no time to prepare between him hearing the message that came from the synagogue rulers to him standing up and addressing the entire congregation. Church, it was done on the spot. How quick is this trans transition taking place that, is, that, is, that we see here in Acts 13? How could Paul do this so quickly, right? Here's a man who's written more than half of the Newer Testament. Was Paul a studied man? Yes. Absolutely. Was he, was he a man that, that studied under Gamaliel? Was he a Pharisee among Pharisees, a Hebrew among Hebrews? Yes, absolutely. Nobody's downplaying that at all. But you know, none of that had nothing to do with Paul standing up in, on the spot and preaching the gospel. That had nothing to do with it. It had everything to do with his encounter in Acts chapter 9. On, his, on the road to Damascus, where Paul encountered the Lord. Picking up in verse 4, he falls to the ground and he hears a voice from heaven. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He engages God's word, the living word. Jesus is speaking to Paul and he's pierced. As a result of it, Paul had an encounter with the living word of God. He was pierced by the words of Jesus. And in Acts 9, 9, he is agonizing the good agony. He was blind for three days. He is wrestling with this. Church, this is what the Lord is doing inside of us. How much preparation time do we really need? How much preparation time did Paul need? Paul was being pierced by God's word and as a result of being pierced by God's word continually he was always prepared in season and out of season and when the opportunity presented itself he stands and acts upon that opportunity to advance the kingdom of God Amen. church this is what we're called to if you keep reading Acts chapter 13 know what know what happens Gentiles come into the faith the Lord's the word of the Lord starts to spread in the region this is what God is calling us to do today, to allow his word to pierce us, to engage it continually. And it causes us to stand and to be prepared for the occasion, the opportunity of a lifetime, and to act upon it because we're never caught off guard. Yes. So, church, when you, when you have an encounter with the word and you let the living word of God prepare you and produce something in you, it just produce readiness for you. So you'll be ready in season and out of season. Amen. When the opportunity arises, you will be ready to act. Yeah. You, will, you have to allow the word to work in you. 
So every opportunity that you have, you can advance the kingdom. Amen. You see, we, we be, uh, we've been uh, talking about piercing, right? The, per, the, the word letting pierce us. And that's what's been happening the last four days, right? So what kind of fruit do you think it w- that will produce in you? It will produce the, ca- the right kind of fruit, but we have to let the word to pierce us 24-7. So matter of fact, we haven't given a title yet, right? No, we haven't given a title yet. Okay. Would you tell them the title, brother? The title of tonight is 24-7. Yes. Let's think about Gideon. You know, he received the word of God, and he have to wrestle with it. Yeah. Let's go to Judges 6, starting on verse, verse 12. As you guys are turning to Judges 6, as you're turning there, say 24-7. 24/7. Okay, we're going to pick up a verse 12. says this, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us what they said? Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. You see, God calls Gideon a mighty warrior. Was Gideon at that moment a mighty warrior? Because he didn't let the word to pierce him yet. You see, when you let the word to work in you, you have to come to realization what the word says about you is more important what you think about yourself. And that's what God is doing in Gideon is to bring him up to what he's calling him to and not what he's calling himself. I mean, sometimes we have circumstances to determine who we are. We have circumstances to say how we should act, how we should react to things. But when we let the, the word of God actually pierce us, it's the word who, who determines who we are on every situation. Amen. And that's, how we, that's the stand that we have to take. Yes. You see, when, when Gideon encountered the living word and he was pierced by it, he produced in him a readiness. He produced a, a, a readiness that brings victory to the nation. Amen. He writes an army. And he's and he right, uh, he right confident in the Lord, uh, trusting him that he can actually go and take what God said that he can take. Amen. And not by his own strength, but, but by what God says that he can do. Amen. See, this is, uh, this is very personal to me. You know, I, I'll be honest. I'm kind of nervous tonight. There's no reason to be nervous, brother. No, you I, have let me everything tell you that you need. <laughs> the Lord already dealt with me about this. He already spoke to me yesterday. That I'm ready for this. Yeah. That he have given me a mouth, a well-instructing tongue yeah. to do this. Yeah. You know, I'm nervous because my lovely wife's looking at me back there. Yeah. So she giving me that look. Yeah. But you see, the word of God interact with me that way. Telling me that, Marlene, what you are is what I says that you are. Amen. Your circumstances don't determine who you are, but the word of God. So go and preach my word boldly because I'm sending you. So the same way I have to wrestle with that church. You know, the encounter that I have to have with the word. So we all have to do it. No, we have to encounter the living word so it can produce readiness on us. In season and out of season. Allowing the word to pierce our hearts so we can take a stand. When we have to take a stand, when we have to preach the word, we're ready for it to take a stance. 
and act in every opportunity that we have. So we established that when Gideon encountered the angel of the Lord, was he automatically pierced and then rose up as a mighty warrior? No. He had to wrestle multiple times. This is what it looks like to be in the kingdom. There are times I open up my Bible and I start reading and the words jump off the page and they pierce me. But it's not always like that. There are other times where I have to toil and wrestle. Lord, what does this word mean for me today? What does this word mean for my family, for my future? And wrestle and toil. And that's what Gideon is going through. And it brought about a deliverance. It brought about salvation. It took them from being slaves to be the sons of God that they were always called to be. LCM, who is waiting on you to be pierced by God's word, to wrestle, to agonize the good agony, and to stand ready to take on the next opportunity? Who is waiting on you in your workplace to preach the gospel? Who is waiting on you to minister so they might be set free and go from slaves to sons of righteousness? LCM, we're talking about a piercing 24-7 to produce this kind of fruit. We're talking about all day Every day. Say that with us. All day. day. Every day. Isn't this what Paul was encouraging Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 verse 2? He says, preach the word. Be read in in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instruction. He's not writing poetry to Timothy. He's literally thinking about his own experiences where he's had to engage this, where he's had to minister on the spot because he was a man that was pierced by the word. And he's looking at a son in the faith and say, hey, you can do the exact same thing. Preach the word in season, out of season. Stand up as the son of righteousness that you are. The same encouragement we see in 1 Corinthians 14, 26 through 27. Paul's encouraging and exhorting the church. Hey, brothers, when you come together, everyone have a hymn, a word of instruction and interpretation for the building up and the strengthening of the church. Paul is menaced. He's transmitting what he has been experiencing to the church in Corinth. And he said, hey, this is what is expected of all believers. This is the standard. This is the expectation to bring genuinely to the congregation of the body what the Lord is doing inside of you. Let your piercing experiences be strengthening and an encouragement to your brothers. You want to see some examples of this? You want to see some mighty men that stand for the word? Come on, let's go to Exodus 32. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Let's start on verse 25. Say, Moses saw that the people were running wild and that Aaron had left them get out of control. And some become a, a, a logging stock to their enemies. So he stood too, uh, so at the entrance of the camp and said, Whoever is for the Lord, come to me. And all the Levites rallied to him. You see, the Levites, they didn't hesitate about it. They came to God with urgency. They went to Moses when hurry because they knew they knew the word of God. They knew that God was calling. In the same way, when God is calling us, we have we have to have a haste to it. There have to be urgency to act to the word of God. But they're being prepared for this. They're being pierced by it. You see, Exodus 19 shows that. In Exodus 19, they actually hear the word of God. God is piercing him in the mountain. You know, the Levites were being prepared. And when the moment arrives to take a stand, they did 
Because they allowed the word to pierce their heart. See, the Levi were ready for action. They were prepared. They took a stand when the circumstances required. And not only a physical stand, but also a spiritual stand. Let's keep reading on verse 27. Then he said to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, said. Each man stab your sword to his side. Go back and forth through the camp from one end to another. Each killing his brothers and his friends and his neighbor. The least by did as Moses commanded. And that day about 3,000 of the people died. Then Moses says, you have been set apart to the Lord today. For you were against your own son and brothers. And he has blessed you this day. Do you guys love the Levites? What caused them to be set apart? When Moses is seeing this foolishness taking place and he calls and says, hey, whoever is for the Lord, come to me. Do you say, hey, take five minutes, take 10 minutes, take about 24 hours and then get back to me. Write something to me and I'll, 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 I'll look at it and I'll evaluate whether or not. No, there is no time to waste. They rallied to him. They did exactly as, as he was asking them to do. Why? Because there were men who were pierced by God's word. They were already ready in season and out of season. And it allowed them to take and stand and to act upon the opportunity laid before them. Do you also see there's no, there's no break in, in, this, in, this, in this verse? After they rallied to Moses, he says, then do this. And they did it immediately because these were men of conviction. See, the piercing in the Levites produced a separation from the rest of the nation. And the Lord calls them blessed as a result of it. See, that piercing set them apart. It consecrated them to the Lord. The piercing brought about a separation from what was holy to what is unholy. Can you guys see this? What God is doing here in the Levites is the same thing that he is doing here in this congregation. Right? He is piercing us with his word. We're wrestling with it. We're encountering the living word of God. And as a result, it causes us to take our stand. So it doesn't matter what the authorities of this land say. It doesn't matter what, what they issue out and say, you must do this and do that. We've already been pierced by God's word. Our convictions are set. We stand ready. And when the opportunity arrives, we take action to advance the kingdom of God. See, LCM, this is what piercing 24-7 looks like this is what the fruit of it looks like the levites set themselves apart and god consecrates them says hey you are going to be my priesthood you are my inheritance this is what he's doing in us lcm yeah. and this is something that we can take comfort in we have the living enduring word of god right now in our laps with access to it wrestle with the word yes. let it pierce you because you don't know what circumstances you're going to face and honestly it doesn't even matter because once you've already been pierced by god's word you stand ready doesn't matter what the season you cannot be caught off guard so when that relative calls that you weren't expecting you're not caught off guard you know exactly who you are you're a son of the living god and you can make right action and discern exactly what you need to do just like the levites LCM, we're called to be like the Levites and also the prophets of old. So let's go to Isaiah chapter 6. Yes. Say 24-7 as you're turning there. 
We're just going to pick up in the middle of the verse. This is Isaiah 6, picking up in verse 5 says, Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. This is after Isaiah has encountered God's presence the holiness of God. There's angelic beings who are covering themselves and singing about God's holiness. And Isaiah sees it. And as a result, it's like, woe to me. I am undone. He is being pierced right now in this moment by what he is seeing. Pick up in verse 6. It says that one of the seraphs flew to me with a life coal in his hand, which he, had, which he had taken with tongues from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atone for. Isaiah has been pierced by God's word. He now stands in a position. He's ready to do whatever is required of him. And when we read in verse 7, it says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Church engaged with this. Who's standing there? Yeah. Isaiah. But the Lord doesn't say, Isaiah, I'm going to send you. He says, whom shall I send? Who's the man who's willing to put himself out there? Who's the man that's been pierced by my word and stands ready and cannot be taken off guard, but will put himself and act as a result of what I desire? And he says, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And what does Isaiah say? Send me. Here I am. Send me. Church, this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like to grow in the kingdom. This is what it looks like to be pierced, and it produces a readiness inside of us. Isaiah encountered the living word of God and was pierced by it. And he stood ready to do God's will. And when the call went out for an opportunity to stand in it, he stood and he acted. You know what happened as a result? He's standing before kings and he's prophesying accurately. He's, he's dealing with the nation. He is the, the prophet to the nation. LCM, when you wrestle, when you work for, the, for God's word to work inside of you, you'll stand before kings. You'll stand before authorities and you will not be moved because you know who you are. And when those opportunities arrive, you can stand in a confident like, hey, I'm a son of the living God. I've been being pierced by his word. This is 24-7 for me all day, every day. And I'm able to step into this and represent my father well. Amen. Church, when we encounter the, the living word of God and let it pierce us, it produces a readiness in us. Yeah. It produces a readiness in us in season and out of season. Mm -hmm. So we can be ready at every moment. So we have to take a stand when the opportunity arrives. Make righteous acts. So, you see that uh, this wasn't only, only Paul, Gideons, the Levites, Isaiah. You see, these men demonstrate this kind of action constantly because they left the word to pierce them. But what about Daniel? Come on, on we've been reading about Daniel. You know, in Daniel 5, is there's a, in Daniel chapter, chapter 5, there is a reading in the wall, right? And we learn in foundation uh, by the chronology that Daniel already had been pierced by the word about what's going to happen. Yeah. So I imagine Daniel coming to the, uh, coming to the king and saying, oh man, he's going, he's going down. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. Because the Lord has already shown him. And he's already been prepared and he's ready. 
because the word has been pursing him. You know, he already had the dream of the four beasts and the interpretation for chapter 7. And he already had the vision of the ram and the goat and the interpretation of chapter 8. Man, if you have not been coming to foundation, man, you need to come. It will bless your life. It will pierce you Amen. in many ways. You see, when Daniel stands in front of, in front of kings, he don't hesitate because he knows what God has already spoke to him. Amen. He's already a man that, he's, that that have been built by God, and he can take a stand and say the truth to the king and actually see the whole kingdom being transferred to another party. And he's just rejoicing because he knows that God has already spoke to him, and he has nothing to fear about it. See, Daniel doesn't, doesn't go and take some time. So, okay, let me see what's said on that wall. On that wall. He already knew because he was prepared Amen. by the word. In the same way, we have to be prepared daily to face our daily situation, to face our daily life. When we see our wife being discouraged because they're about to have another baby. And say, how am I going to do this? I will tell you how because the word is doing it. Because God is building you every time. You see singles, when you think... That you cannot do it. In fact, you have to let the word of God pierce your heart so you can be transformed and grow on what God called you to be. That has to be constantly so every day you take a stand on more wicked, wicked co-workers. On more the wickedness of the world. You say, I'm no part of that because I've been set apart by the transformation that the word does on me. Amen. Amen. This is incredible. Daniel has the final word, the final word for the transition from the Babylonian kingdom to the Medo-Persian kingdom. Husbands, I want to encourage you, like my brother's encouraging us up here. You have the final word in your family. You have the final word about the situations that you're facing because you are allowing yourself to be pierced by God's word. And as a result, you can stand confidently that regardless of the situation you're facing, just like Daniel, you can have the final word of work and stand on God's word and, and, and see how he transitions all the nastiness, the, the, the lack of shalom in your home and establishes his kingdom and his rule and reign. And you can take encouragement in that. See, LCM, our king is faithful. And as we turn to the book of Revelation... We're going to see what the culmination of this piercing process looks like. So turn to Revelation chapter 5, and as you turn, say 24-7. Pick it up in verse 1, it says this. Then I saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne. I'll read this again. Then I saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll. But no one in heaven on an, or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside of it. I wept and wept because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Church, imagine you're there with John watching this. A call has gone out. 
An opportunity has gone on says, who is worthy to take the scroll? Who is worthy to break the seals? Who is worthy to read it? And it says there was no one worthy in, in the heavens or the earth or underneath the earth. And as a result, John is broken. No one is worthy. But look at verse 5. Say, Dan. One of the elders said to me, man, God, thank you for elders. Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Why? Look at verse 6. Then I saw a lamb looking as if had been slain, standing in the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He came and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Did you get that, church? When he said that he's being slain, does that look like person to you? Yeah. It does? Because that's the same way we have to be pursed by the word of God. That is cause us to die to our own flesh and be renewed in something, in something greater. That's the same way we have to allow the word of God to transform us into something that we can never imagine. Amen? Amen. A lamb that had been slain, but standing. The prophetic words about Jesus that he had to fulfill brought about the piercing in his life. And as a result, he can stand here. He can stand here and act upon the opportunity that nobody else was worthy to open but him and him alone. You know what the result of this is? In verse, in verse 12, they start to sing, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. He is the one that's worthy to sit on the throne. Now this is Jesus. We've read this passage before. This is our King. He is the only one that is worthy. But what does this mean for us, LCM? What does it mean for us when we're allowing God's word to pierce us, allowing God's word to slay us, and then we can stand ready and confident and prepared to act upon biblical action, to act upon the opportunity that God has laid before us to advance the kingdom, to rule and reign where Christ is the fruit of that. To sit on the throne with him is the fruit of that. Our king has laid out an ancient path. He is, he is showing us this in Revelation 5. And this is what we are destined for. The culmination of the ages. All nations standing before his throne and worshiping him. You, LCM, have a role in that. And it starts now. It starts by being pierced now by God's word. It starts by wrestling and toiling and agonizing the good agony and allowing yourself to be moved by his word so you can be ready in season, out of season. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. You are always prepared to act and to advance the kingdom of God. You see, you see what the word brings to us? It's honor, glory, power forever and ever. That's when we allow the person of God the word of God to pierce us, to actually, to actually engage with the word, to, to gain something, because the word is good for every situation. When you take the word that seriously, it's do amazing thing in your life. Yeah. Now, uh, thinking about uh, Joseph's life. You know, Joseph took a stand on the word, and even in the difficult moments, he don't hesitate to tell, to interpret dreams. 
and actually tell people what's going to happen to them. And that took him to actually meet the king and actually rule a whole nation. What the person of the world will take you if you take it seriously? How far can you go if you take the person of the world seriously in your life? Amen. And that's where you're heading. That's where you're heading, church. But you have to be purposeful. You have to let the word of God actually interact with you. You have to let the word of God to actually change you, transform you, and show you the darker places in your life so you can be transformed into something new. That's what we're aiming for tonight, church. That's what we want in your life. That's actually what we need in our own life. That's what the Lord's showing us. And we're just sharing it with you in kindness. Yes. Let's go to Hebrew 4, 12. Say 24-7 as you're turning there. Say, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and the spirit, of joy and narrow, and this discerning the thoughts and intentions of heart. See, that's what the word does in our life. That's what we need constantly to discern rightly on every situation, to stand on the midst of difficulty and know exactly what we need to do without hesitancy because we've been engaging with the word because we left the word to impact us daily and then we can feed others. Let's, let's read Hebrew 4. 12 in the Amplified. Says, For the word that God speaks is life and full of power, making active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of breath and life, soul, and immortal spirit and of joy and narrow of the deepest part of our nature exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purpose of the heart church we need to meditate on that are we letting the word of God to actually do all that in our life or when a little bit, when we have a little bit of struggle with the word, when we actually confront the word, and this is what the word says, and this is what I'm doing, you know, I'd rather look the other way. I'd rather to flip the page. I'd rather to, I don't gonna, I don't gonna imitate my pastor on that because that's too intense. What is being laid down to me is too difficult. You see, those are lies from the devil. And we won't allow that in our life. Amen. We will let the word of God to do what the word does. And we're going to stand in righteousness on every situation. Yeah. You guys go ahead and stand to your feet. Say the word is everything. Let's throw up 1 Peter chapter 1, picking up in verse 13. 
yeah, that's not the translation I'm going to read it from. In the, in, in the 1984 NIV, I want you to listen to this. It says, therefore, prepare your mind for action. I'm just going to say it again because I can. I have the mic. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. LCM, we we serve such a good father who has given us his word. His word so that it can pierce us to be ready in season and out of season. But Elson, before we get to the piercing of God's word, we must first prepare our minds for action. We have to prepare our minds to engage in his word. We have to prepare our minds and not wait. Not wait for the best opportunity. We need to prepare our minds here and now. Because when you've been pierced by God's word, it causes you to take your stand. So we've got a couple questions for you guys before we close this out. Are you allowing yourself to be pierced by God's word daily? Daily. Letting it set the course of your day. Not as, a, not as an addition to your life and your business schedule. But letting it be the foundation for your day. Letting it pierce you daily. Are you ready for any task assigned to you? Or do you feel off guard? You get caught off guard. I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't sure. You should have told me four hours ago to prepare the word. Are you ready for any given task that is assigned to you, whether or not you know it's coming? Are you ready in season and out of season? Church, here and now is the time to prepare your minds for action, to encounter the living and enduring word of God, and to desire the pure sin in your own soul. So that you can be ready, so that you can be prepared, so that you can take your stand and act on every, every opportunity to advance the kingdom of God. That's exactly what we're going to do. That region of a swan needs us to be pierced. So as I get ready to pray. Do exactly what you know your father is calling you to do right now. Desire the piercing. Don't run from it. This is what you're destined for. This is what's going to shape and mold and, and cultivate you in the kingdom and mature you in every way. We're sons of the living God, and this is our destiny. To be pierced 24-7 so we can see the salvation of the nations be at his throne. Father, we thank you for this word. Lord, you are good, Father, to us. Lord, you have given us your word that does not return back to you void. Lord, your word is life. And Father, we thank you that your word is living and it's active and it's enduring, Lord. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. We're asking, Father, to let your word pierce us. 
to let your word work its way into us like iron inside of our soul that we might be prepared, Father, in season and out of season. Lord, never caught off guard, ready to always take the next opportunity that has been laid before us, Lord, to advance your kingdom in every way. Father, would you move tonight in this room? Would you breathe upon your people here and now in the name of Jesus?